but like at the same time like what <laughs> he, he just kind of made it like way worse because now everyone is aware of it and now all these pitchers are like Garrett Cole hasn't looked the same obviously Garrett Cole was on the Astros they don't like don't like Garrett Cole but like Corbin Burns hasn't looked the same uh, DeGrom is still great but even DeGrom like DeGrom comes down with an injury and like if you think DeGrom isn't using tar like please <laughs> watch him pitch he touches it like just because it's not his hat or his glove he touches his belt think, he touches his belt I don't think he uses tar pitch. I think, Man, he, I think he uses some because the thing whatever. was tar sticky stuff I mean stuff, against, same the, thing. against the Cubs yes it's the Cubs but he struck out 8 out of 9 guys and didn't allow a hit in 3 innings so I don't think DeGrom is great DeGrom is great DeGrom is incredible but like even DeGrom like you I'm 99% sure he uses stuff when I watch him pitch you see him throw a pitch just destroys a guy he turns around he grabs his belt like every pitch and I mean maybe it is just a hat but like as far as the tar stuff goes, I do think that, like, I don't care if pitchers are using tar. I don't think taking away tar is the solution for, like, the lack of offense in the MLB. And I think the solution for that is actually, like, more like a, the hitters need to take on, like, the responsibility of, like, look, all we have been trying to do since we got in this league is just hit ropes. Like, I'm just trying to pull. Like, I'm trying to yank this baseball and crush it. Like, hit a line drive the other way <laughs> you're you're a pro MLB player you don't like the shift great just hit a ball the other way Rizzo Rizzo gets the shift all the time and he bunts because he's smart like be a professional like be a professional period just like do what you need to do to adjust like make an adjustment and that's what is frustrating me more like the MLB should juice the balls again I think would that be fair to say like when the balls um, were juiced and everyone is crushing the ball, it's fun. It is fun. I mean, I don't know if the ball needs to be juiced. I think there's already like maybe three MLB players at 22 home runs. Yes, those players are just maniacs. Otani, yeah, but Vladdy, Tatis, those are great players. But I, I think where the ball is at right now, I mean, home runs are being hit. I think it's more. I mean, just the players changing their mindset, changing their approach when they get to the plate. The MLB is just kind of like stuck in the limbo. It feels like you know what I mean. Yeah. Listen, here's what I would do. Unjuice the baseballs. Why? Get rid of pine Even Keep the shift. Get back to real baseball. Simple. But, I mean, that wouldn't change... I mean, that wouldn't change averages. That would... I mean, that's easier said than done, but as we saw with these pitchers' injuries... The MLB literally juiced the baseballs and then unjuiced them. Clearly, they have power, Evan. You're underestimating the power that they have. You're like... Juice the balls again. They can't, you know... The MLB has been doing so much stuff, and they've probably known about Tar for years. They hate Trevor Bauer for that reason. So don't say that they don't have the power to do stuff. I never said that. Because they clear... Yes, you did. You said it's always not that easy. It's not that... I didn't hear it. I I was... Okay, Andrew. Tars. Oh, my God. I I was saying it's not that easy to change the hitting in the MLB by just juicing the balls. That would just create more home runs. That wouldn't change averages. That wouldn't change anything like that. More home runs is more offense. I mean, more home runs is more offense. But right now, all the runs are already home. long ball. Okay? Everyone digs the long ball. I dig the long ball. (laughs) Do you hit the long ball? I've got a couple long ball man crushes, man. (laughs) The long ball is a good thing in the MLB. And I mean... There's a lot of them. There is. There's a lot of them. But I mean, who like who, who doesn't want their, who doesn't want their team to hit for more power? You know what I mean? Like, 
It's probably just because the Cubs and Brewers can't get on base, so we keep, can use a bit more home runs. Keep baseball <laughs> yeah. fun. Speaking of which, man, Willie Adams. <laughs> it may be the worst team in the league, but coming up clutch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, ML- the MLB is fun. The NBA playoffs are more fun right now. I think that's why we focus the majority of the episode. Well, because it's the playoffs. Obviously. And there's a lot going on with Game 7s and stuff like that. And these playoffs have been great. Hopefully, like, these next two series aren't bad. KD's foot. That was unreal, man. As I'm as I was watching that, I'm like, oh my god! Like here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. I just see him shoot it over the outstretched hand of PJ Tucker, and I was just like, this shit is going in. <laughs> like this is going in. And to be fair, it did. And also, it just stuck, and I was like, and I was sitting there because they didn't update the scoreboard because I don't even think the people who were doing the scoreboard knew if it was a three or a two for like a really long time, and I was like. Oh my god, what just happened? What just happened? What just happened? What just happened? Like, was it a three or two? Was it a three or two? And I was so positive it was three, and then it just kind of like all left my body, and then and then it came back in OT, but then it left again. Yeah, it was such a great game. I heard there was a rumor that he um used a like a bigger shoe size for aerodynamics and like to like jump high or something. Um, might have been a bit of a mistake. Well, that he really also has like huge feet. He also dude. has huge feet, so. That Can't really is unreal. Like, he was... <laughs> if he wears a 15 and a half instead of a 16, we lose. I thought he wore a size 18. What a 17 a and a half. Like, it's just... It was, an, it was an unreal series. And the playoffs have been a lot of fun. Sports are a lot of fun right now. There's not a lot going on with the NFL, right? Am I missing something? Um, Yeah, nothing. Julio to the Titans, whatever. We talked about Who this. cares? That's what I'm saying. Package. He gets less production on the Titans. It literally does not mean anything. Yeah, I mean... Things are looking up for the sports world. Code is almost done. We don't need masks anymore. I don't need a mask at work at a lifetime, but we're not going to get into that. Hey, my job. But... All right, I think this is going to wrap up this episode. Unless, do we have anything else to say? Uh, yeah. I think that's pretty much all. So this is going to wrap up our weekly sports review. It was a little bit longer. I thought this episode was pretty fun. Make sure you go vote on our poll on our Instagram, assuming Evan actually remembers to post it. He's got it. He's got it. I mean, we'll start posting on there eventually. We right? do post we do on there. Post. You just don't notice it. Yeah, we, we have, like, I don't even think like I follow her. You don't. Oh, you don't. Guy. We have like a dozen posts or something. Yeah, we, we got a like, lot of stuff. I on mean, there. you should you should, you should follow our Instagram. We got lots of good player battles. Player Andrew, profiles. I know you never edit these, but let's edit a link right up right up here. I don't know how to put a link in. Not even a link. Click just on. Like, I don't know how to put a link. Just in put a picture can... of the ad. A picture of what? Our Instagram account. Just screenshot it. Put it right. What there. casual sports fans? No, just put Marvin Jones. Marvin. That's that's a good that's a good Love Marvin Jones, man. We should make that our profile picture. But anyways, this is gonna this is gonna wrap up this episode. Thank you we'll so much for watching. Um, we'll be back. We're we're full swing of summer now. Our high school baseball season is over. It's just summer ball and stuff now. So we are gonna have a lot more free time on our hands. Do whatever we want to do. Make more episodes. Have more fun. This is Ben Evan Andrew from Casual Sports Fans signing off. Let's roll the outro.
Alright, welcome back everyone to Casual Sports Fans. We're coming right back at you guys with our weekly sports review. We're going to be focusing mostly on the NBA because the playoffs happened. There's been two Game 7s since our last episode and both were epic and we're so excited to talk about those. There's some Pintar stuff going on with the MLB and pitching. We'll touch on that a little bit too. Nothing's really going on in the NFL, blah, 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 Aaron Rodgers drama. But without further ado, let's roll the intro. All right, everybody, so welcome back. We're actually kind of on time, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe we missed a week, but it is so good to be back, and it's so good that my Bucks won the series. That game seven was awesome. KD looked unstoppable. The Bucks played gritty and tough, and just talking to you guys about it, what are your initial reactions from this series? I mean, my initial reactions from the series is just that it was a great series overall. Yes, we didn't get Kyrie Irving for much of the series, but it still was a very competitive series, as we could see to the end. And I think looking at this game, I don't we don't think we should say anything bad about Kevin Durant because he was so great this game. He was a shoe size or two away from winning this series. So I think Kevin Durant showed that he was a stud this series, even though he didn't carry <coughs> this team to the conference finals, but also... I mean, I think this is just kind of the Giannis series. Giannis played great this whole series. He silenced the doubters. He showed he could step up to the big moments. I mean, I'm sorry to rain on the parade, but, like, if Kyrie and James Harden were fully healthy, the Nets are going to win that series. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No one is beating the Nets. But I actually kind of, like, I, I think as an NBA fan, you kind of have to root for the Nets to lose in that game just because now the Western Conference Finals series are really competitive because you can make an argument that any of the teams, except, you know, maybe the Hawks, have a legitimate shot at winning the championship this year. I mean, someone between Trey Young, Giannis, Paul George, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to get their first ring. I mean, someone is guaranteed to get their first ring. A franchise who hasn't won since the 1970s is guaranteed to get their first championship. These NBA Finals, even though it's not LeBron James versus the super team of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, it's probably a lot more interesting, even if I'm not sure if it's going to get as many viewers unless there's a Game 7. I mean, I think it is pretty awesome. These are the best NBA playoffs I can remember watching, like, in my lifetime. Like, that that I actually paid attention to. Um, Not the best, like, series or anything, because, like, Cavs Warriors, I did see that. But at the same time, like, that game was so epic in the sense of, like, it just kept going back and forth. And being a Wisconsin sports fan and seeing this happen to my teams every single year, as I'm watching that... James Harden throws up some ridiculous three off the side of the backboard as the shot clock expires. And I'm like, I think it put the Nets up five. And I'm like, all right, like, this is where it gets away. This is where, like, Brooklyn's going to go on a 10 run. We're going to lose. They fight back. Connaughton hits three. Then Kevin Durant, down the stretch of the game, he hits some ridiculous turnaround shot. He scores, like, seven points in the last minute to tie the game. And I'm just like... This is where they're going to lose. Like, But they just kept responding, and that was so, so impressive to me. And then in overtime, they gave up four offensive rebounds on the same possession. Just stop after stop after stop after stop. Yes, it helped that Joe Harris could not hit the side of a barn. Brooke Lopez comes up with an awesome block on KD down the stretch. And I, they just continued to respond, and it was really refreshing to see. And I'm so happy that, like, the Giannis criticism can stop, like – Everyone, this whole series, like, 
Giannis has no bag, blah, blah, blah. Giannis can't create his own shot. And he just goes out and puts up 40, 10, and 5 every single night, like at a bare minimum. Um, but another takeaway from this series is... And I'm not saying he's better than LeBron, but I'm saying the debate is, like, open now after well, watching. Yes, like, after watching that. Like, he's not better, but, like, there is an argument to be made. Because after watching that, it genuinely felt like... No matter how great of defense P.J. Tucker or Giannis or Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday played, he was just going to score. Like, it was, he was unstoppable. It was, it was the most ridiculous performance I've ever seen. He put his team on the back. He scored, he scored like, what, 135-plus points in the, final, in the final three games of the series, which is just unreal. And um, my respect for Kevin Durant has grown. I still hate him. I still, like, despise his decision to go to Golden State, and I despise his, his decision to, like, make that net super team. I'm, ha- I'm so happy they lost. But I definitely, like, you have to tip your hat to KD and say, okay, like, that was awesome what you did. That was incredible. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. I mean, one game that you really have to look into when looking at KD's greatness was game five. You put up 49 points and had triple-double 17 rebounds. Like, that's crazy. That's almost unheard of. Yes, I mean, Devin Booker, we'll get into that game, put up a crazy stat line, too. He's also great. But these are the type of numbers we don't really see from any player in the playoffs. Um, also, in a big series, that gave him a big win, even though they didn't win. So, yes, I do think there is something to be said for KD being. You could argue that he's the best player in the league right now. I'm not actually sure if I would put LeBron over him at this point in time because LeBron's um, game on the offense side of the ball was playmaking, helps him big time. But the way KD can score at any point in time makes it very hard to put anyone over him right now. You know, Kobe, he knows everyone's game. He does the detail thing. Like, he breaks down everyone's game. And he... And he said about Kevin Durant that there's this one thing that he uh, did that made it so that he had a weakness on his offensive game. It was like some move to, like, a certain side or something. One very specific thing that made it possible to stop Kevin Durant, and that's what Kobe said, and then he fixed it. And from then on, Kobe said, I have no idea how you're supposed to guard this man. Because when you have that pure athleticism with that height and wingspan, all you have to do is get up in the air, and you're going to shoot it over anyone in the league. You can shoot it over any center. And what is a center going to do? <laughs> Block you on the perimeter? Like, there's something ridiculous yeah, it, about Kevin it, Durant. It was just unreal. But, and like, a lot of people are going to disagree with me for this. You have to give, like, P.J. Tucker some credit, too. Because, yes, yeah, yeah. KD went nuts. But it really did feel like, and I think this makes it more impressive, like, KD was earning every basket like it was never like just some easy wide open three there was always someone there and I think that's just like a testament to KD and how incredible he is at scoring basketball but the Bucks get out with the win in that series we're looking forward to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Hawks and I'm just like so relieved and I've never felt like this I was t- I was talking to my dad about this the other day when Tom Brady has the ball in the NFC Championship in the fourth quarter with the chance to put the Packers away I'm like, he's going to mess it up. Like, he's going to mess it up. And, like, he didn't. But, like, as KD was dribbling down the floor (laughs) in overtime, like, as they're chasing two with six seconds left, I was literally sitting there, like, shaking, just thinking, 
here it comes. Like, he's gonna do it to us. It's gonna happen. Like, it's the only way this series can end is with KD making some ridiculous step back three. And I have literally never felt that way before about, like, any athlete in sports. And as he's dribbling down the floor, I was, like, cowering (laughs) in my basement, just like, don't do it. And that was, like, just a new feeling for me that I don't get a lot from, like, watching, like, my favorite teams play. Even though they lose a lot, like, in those high-pressure situations, I have never actually felt, like, here it comes. Like, this is the end. I'm seeing, like, death in front of me right now. And it was just, it was unreal. The entire the entirety of the series, like games four, five, six, and seven were all great games, which made it even better, obviously. Games one, two, and three, or um, excuse me, not games four. Games three, five, six, and seven were incredible games. Obviously, one, two, and three were like a little like further apart than you would want them to be, especially games one, two. But that was just such an incredible series, and I'm so happy <laughs> the Bucks won because no matter who we play next, Kevin Durant is not on that team. Like, there is no one else in the league who can do to the Bucks what he just did to them. And that was a Kevin Durant who tore his Achilles, what, a year or two ago? I mean, I, 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 think, ever... I think it's safe to say he's 100%. Yeah, I know he's 100%, but when's the last time we've seen an athlete fully recover from a torn Achilles and play as good as they were before and dominate at the level that Kevin Durant has? Because the thing is, ACLs nowadays, someone tears their ACL, we don't even worry about it. It's like an eight-month recovery. Yeah. yeah. We see players tear their ACLs all the time. It means absolutely nothing. But torn Achilles are ruthless. Like, yeah. name a player that's come back from a torn Achilles. I mean, was Paul George's torn Achilles? I don't know his exact situation, yeah, exact injury. That was was that, injury. like, MCL or something? I thought, yeah, I yeah. think that was an MCL. Didn't he also, like, break his elbow in that same thing? Or am I thinking too? I think he, like, broke his entire leg. Yeah, but... like. But also, yeah, like I agree. Achilles with, is rough. I agree with Andrew on that. Um, I think a lot of the time before the season, a lot of people were questioning if KD would be the player he was before, and it, this series showed that he is more than what he was before. I mean, you could argue he's a better player than from before. And then going on to the other Eastern Conference series, um, talking about a player in the this Sixers that well. will be joining um Joe Harris on the Shanghai Sharks, Ben Simmons. I'm joking. Chris but. Asperger, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> A lot of good options for Shanghai, you got to admit. But I'm just talking about this series. It was a very impressive showing by the Hawks as a whole. If you look at the stat line without the exact statistics, you would claim that this was a good game by Trey Young. It was not at all. This was Trey Young's worst game of the series and the worst game of the playoffs for him. You could even maybe argue oh, the worst game of the stats. season for him. But, but. but the, the, Hawks, the Hawks went through this. They played great defense on the Sixers as a whole. Kevin Herter came out huge. The Red Mamba was great, and throughout you could show you could see how deep of a team they really were, and to get this win with Trey Young shooting five or twenty three, it's it's a great sign. You can say anything you want about Trey Young, but you cannot call him scared. He is four, <laughs> he is four of twenty two from the field, and he, he came pulls up it from the logo and hits it to put Philly out of their misery. Like even though it was a great game or like a bad game for him, it was just. Like, it's just unreal to see that because it's like he is, like, the opposite of what Simmons is. Like, from, like, confidence and, like, how he feels about himself. And, like, honestly, I kind of feel the same way about Trey Young as I do, like, 
when like I look back and I mean obviously Evan might not feel this way but like I'm a I like love all the old NBA stuff like I watch all the 30 for 30s like I read about it I'm like super into the old NBA era ben and like Simmons had five points yeah he, he, shot, he, took, he shot it four times he no. took zero he took zero shots in the fourth quarter of games five six and seven combined zero out of zero from the three-point line as expected but like this this kind of like villain persona that Trey Young is building is like Something I'm super into, and it reminds me of, like, Isaiah Thomas, not, like, Celtics Isaiah Thomas, like, Pistons Isaiah Thomas, and, like, Rick Mahorn, and, like, the bad boy Pistons, obviously not to that extent as a team, but, like, it's kind of fun rooting for a villain every once in a while, and, like, Trey Young is just taking his team into, like, you could argue probably two of the tougher, if not the toughest environments in basketball, New York and Philly, like... That, that's tough. <laughs> it's not going to get much easier when he goes to Milwaukee. He's taking on the villain mindset because the protagonist is the teams that he's playing. Like the Knicks, if you're a casual NBA fan, everyone wants the, the Knicks, Knicks to win. Everyone wants the Knicks to win. So naturally, Trey Young has to take on the villain role. Think about the 76ers. They've been like terrible for so long. Trust the process, whatever. So, and now all of a sudden they're one seed and the Philly fans are crazy, like crazy, crazy. So of course, Trey Young then has to take on some type of villain role. But you know, it's interesting though. He's not going to be the villain versus the Bucks anymore. Mm, all he, of a sudden he's an underdog. He's all not, of a sudden but he's, he's not the, just like, he's, he's not, not taking it on. Cause like, obviously it's going to receive like the villain role. Like he's like embracing it. He's embodying it. He's like, yeah screw you guys like I'm coming in here to win like my team is going to win we are going to beat you and he does and that's so impressive to me and it's not just that like against the Knicks you could see them like they were whenever they were chanting things against Trey or releasing bad stuff about Trey he was happy about it he was bowing to them he was he was smiling at them like that because he knew he was going to beat the Knicks that grin during the video I don't know if you guys have seen it of them chanting F Trey Young and him just smiling is one of the most I don't know. It just stuck out to me as one like, of like, the best gonna, NBA moments That's going to be on kids' walls, like, in their room, like a poster of that moment forever. Like, that like was the, awesome. Where he's looking, no, where he's looking back as, like, you see Spike Lee, someone else was there. I'm pretty sure Chris Pratt no, I'm was saying there. it's going to be remembered like the Reggie Miller. The- <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they're all pointing at him. He's literally just looking over his shoulder, smiling, and, like, that's been the embodiment of Trey Young these playoffs, and it's awesome. And I think, and I'm gonna say this, I like Trey Young is a top three point guard in the league at this point. Like, who, who is it? Name them. Okay, Steph Curry, Curry. Dame, and then Trey. I, Over Dantich. Yeah, I mean, well, Dantich Don- can Luke be considered. Trey Young has been ridiculous in these playoffs, guard, but. Man. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with top three. Like, maybe I mean, we can talk about Kyrie, but, like, Trey Young is like... Trey, I, I take Trey over Kyrie. That might be a hot take. Trey right Young now. is Trey Young is a superstar now. Like, Trey Young is a superstar. And I think it's awesome to see that in the NBA and just know, like, when LeBron, when KD, when Steph, because I'd say they're closer to the end than the beginning, for sure. Moves on. We're going to have all these young stars, and it's going to be just as fun, which I think is really exciting. But... We should move out west. And speaking of young stars, we saw the emergence of one on the Clippers in Terrence Mann. Obviously, they beat the Jazz. Did that series go seven games or was it six? That series, I'm almost positive went seven. I'm not, I'm not going to guarantee it. I got it. it. Actually, I think it went six. I think it went six. I think it was it, six It was six. Well. It was six, yeah. And then, like, Terrence. Six. Terrence Mann, like this random guy who's talking about how he didn't even make the G League team. He's coming and he's hitting every shot. And 
that was awesome to see, like, a new underdog player. He reminds me of, like, and, like, maybe, like, some people will have no idea what I'm talking about, but in March Madness, there's always the one random white unathletic dude who, who like, I'm Loyola, what was his name? Crumpkin. Like, well, he's yeah, like, big body there's center. always a guy like that who's just like who just goes unstoppable. And obviously, Terrence Mann is not unathletic or white or like out of shape, but like, but he just comes out of nowhere and he does the same thing. And I think it, that was pretty cool to see. And Paul George is playing better. He's kind of putting his playoffs like woes back in his in his rearview mirror. And um, the Clippers, if they can get Kawhi back, I think are a very very scary team. And I would much rather, like, if the Bucks are going to beat Atlanta, I would much rather play Phoenix than L.A. because Kawhi Leonard is just a killer. And, uh... Wait, so is Kawhi hurt right now? He Kawhi is, but is he should right be now. back pretty soon, I think. So, okay. Who do you think is going to end up winning the series? Suns versus Clippers. As whoever of right now, predictions. Let's, whoever let's win, hear it. Whoever wins tomorrow night's game is going to win no, the we, series. Ben, wanna, but we're taking a prediction here, Ben. Hear me we're out. taking a prediction. We're taking Just a prediction like we here. did with Bucks versus... If Nats, Phoenix wins tomorrow, LA wins. That's an <laughs> if statement. We want series. to hear If LA wins tomorrow, so, Phoenix wins. So that's an if statement. That's not... So Phoenix win. wins in how many? Assuming Kawhi can get back. I want you on Assuming the Assuming Kawhi okay. can get back. Assuming Kawhi drops if, 40 and 15... No, we want... We're going predictions here. What's if happening? If Kawhi is healthy... <laughs> What's happening, Ben? The Clippers will win. And I think... It, and I'm going to keep hating on the Suns team. If Kawhi is healthy, hating, huh? the Clippers will you win. You know what's funny? If he's not, they will lose. All throughout the playoffs and stuff, and all throughout the season, from preseason to... From years in the past, you always hate on Tom Brady. And you always doubt him. You, you always count him out. You always and doubt even the Suns, And even in the Super Bowl, you were given a redemption. Nev- we're both Packers fans. Never, we're both never compared the Suns to Tom Brady. I mean, last... Ever again. Last year, I don't, I don't think we're going to rule the keep on Clint counting them out, though. You keep on last counting them out. Last year, you counted them out. When they won eight straight games, you went through the whole schedule saying they'd lose this one. They lo- you went through the whole schedule saying they'd lose every game. If they want point, at some point, is healthy, LA will win. At some point, you have to realize... If not, Phoenix will lose to the Bucs. That the you box. need to stop counting someone out or a team out and just go with the flow. Cause you we'll got find, out, we'll find out next week. It's not... Okay, Andrew, what's your prediction? Suns in seven. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Suns in six. This is assuming Chris Paul and Kawhi come back at the same time. I'm saying a Suns team without Chris Paul Yikes. and a Clippers team without Kawhi Leonard, I'm taking the Suns. If the Suns agree, have Chris Paul and if the Clippers have Kawhi Leonard, I'm still going to take the Suns nope. in this series. That's, that's where I'm You just, may make both takes. How many, times has, how many times has Kawhi been down 2-0 these playoffs? Like, how many times have we thought after his team loses game two? The Mavericks like, were not how a legit how team. Many times Luka have Doncic like, and okay, a trench coat. Luka Doncic's supporting cast is... Luka Doncic in a trench coat. The reason the Mavs Mavs don't win is because... Luka is great. He's phenomenal. Who else is The way he plays, his team will not win. the way he's coached. The coach. I think the way we're talking about this isn't the correct way. We're talking about, oh, can the Clippers do this? Can the Clippers do that? And we're not talking about the Suns team. This is a very, very good Suns team. You're doubting Devin Booker. Devin Booker just dropped a 40-point triple-double. I'm not doubting Devin Booker. I'm just saying if Kawhi is there... What has Chris Paul done to make me not doubt him? I mean, he's played great. Playoff he's came Paul up in big George. moments. Chris Paul is a great player. If I mean, Kawhi comes back in the next two... If Kawhi comes back before the series is 3-0, the Clippers will win. 
Hey boys, we have another guarantee for bet against the Suns. We I'm love saying, these. I'm saying, we love these I'm guarantees saying against the Suns. If Kawhi comes back before the Suns have three wins, the Clippers will win. This it was game. also Lakers in five, and it was Lakers. What I mean, we're going to say is okay, that one, got, that one. We, okay, we assumed that AD was going to come back the very next game, and he never came back. So oh. that one's a little different. But Evan, right after this, you're going to put up a poll on our story on Instagram, Casual Sports Fans. Who is winning this series, Clippers versus Suns? Assuming Kawhi comes back. Also, another thing we have to look at is it's not just the top players. We're talking like this is a series between four players. It's not. The role players on the Suns team are way better than the role players on this Clippers team. You look at Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's been great. He's got a flamethrower for three. Mikel Bridges has been insane. He's a great defender. I mean, he's been defending Paul George. Did it decently last game, and Mikel Bridges is a great defender along with Cam playing, playing well, and Cam Johnson off the bench. The role players around the top players, and I think this was a problem against the series with the Lakers. Ben was asking me, who is the best player on the Suns team? Oh, is it Chris Paul? Well, Chris Paul's not top, top 20. The problem is it's not just about the top two players. It's about the team as a whole. This Suns team as a whole is a hardworking team. They play great on defense, and it doesn't matter that the Suns don't have a top 10 player because they've yes, won two different series. Then why do they sweep a team like the Nuggets? The Nuggets, okay. The Nuggets the, have the Nuggets one had the MVP. Okay. Is is Jokic better than these players? If it's Jamal Murray is healthy, the Nuggets win no, that they don't. series. No, they yes, don't. They, they do. don't get swept, but no, they don't win that series. They win. The, I tell Jamal Murray. You can keep sleeping on the Are Suns. Are we forget? You talk about the bubble and what the Suns did in the bubble. Like, let's talk about what Jamal fucking Murray did in the bubble. Jamal Murray went for fifty. How many times? In three games? I'm not doubting Jamal Warren Murray. have multiple 50-point games? Yeah, I'm not but it was in the regular season. This but before, is the but before Jamal Murray got injured season, he was good but not great. The Suns team He's is just deeper. He's never been great in the regular season. Look, this I agree. Just deeper. Provide me with an example in the past 15 years where a team has won without a top 10 player. You, you said that to me last year with the Suns-Lakers, and the Suns Who have won the last two seasons. Provide an example... Of a team that has won a championship without a top ten player. Am I, it has am I saying the Suns winning a championship? It if, has happened once. Am I saying the Suns winning a championship? A weaker team. I never said the Suns winning a championship. I'm saying it's going to catch up to them eventually. I say I say you're underrating this team heavily. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying you're underrating this team heavily. Devin Booker is great. This team as a whole is great. Bucks in five. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Hey, Suns in four. I mean, I mean, the Suns have played great. I give them my props. But if Kawhi comes back, Kawhi is a killer. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi. You know what and I LeBron say to that? And LeBron was too. LeBron you was too. You know what I say to that? You know what I say to that? Suns in four. No, Kawhi, I'm kidding. Suns in seven. Kawhi is more of a killer than LeBron. He really is a silent killer. Kawhi is Kawhi nasty. is a killer. <laughs> like, Well, what if he comes back and he's not, like, fully healthy, you know? Maybe he just comes back and it's a different story, to, you know? But we don't know if, he'll if Kawhi comes back and can perform at typical Kawhi Leonard levels, the Clippers will win this series. We keep saying, oh, the Clippers are down 0-2. It's over. And then Kawhi comes back. He's like, hey, guys, like, what's up? I'm down, I'm down 2-0. Yeah, I'll take this. Clips in six. Not necessarily for this series, but you know what I'm saying. So, um, I mean, that's the NBA, right? We're, we're, all, we're all on the same page that the Bucs are going to beat the, the oh, Bucs. Right? No, one thing that we, the right. one thing that okay. we could talk about, I agree with Ben about that, is 
what should the Sixers team do? I mean, we talked about this last year Get after them. they got knocked out. We we told them to dismantle to themselves. But is Get that rid really of the every big contract except for Embiid? Keep Embiid, trade and release everyone else, restart and start new. My question is, what can you really get for everyone else? Who wants Ben Simmons in his current situation? You got it. nobody. You got to just. That's why they can't win. What is the guy's name in the front office? Um, Maury. The yeah. Old you got to figure guy. like Robert Maury's like kicking himself for two reasons. Mark Helfold. What pick. would this Sixers well, team look like if they had Jimmy Butler instead of Ben Simmons? Ooh, what would better. this team look like if they had James Harden instead, instead of, of Ben Simmons? Simmons? Like, obviously Harden hasn't been the best playoff performer over the course of his career either. But like, just this Sixers team, it seems like they have so much and just continue to get so little. And they let probably two players, who I think it's safe to say are better, <laughs> like who at least in a playoff setting, I would much rather have than Ben Simmons in a um like in the playoffs. And they let them both go. And now that now they're paying the price for it. However, I would like to bring something up. I'm not sure if you guys remember this or not. Do you guys remember there was a clip from Ben Simmons Twitch, like couple years ago probably where he's where he is playing Warzone or um, PUBG with Cat and Carl and Cat is like I'm gonna get off for the night like I'm like we got a game tomorrow I gotta be ready and Ben Simmons goes who are you playing tomorrow (laughs) and Cat goes the Hawks Oh, and yeah. Ben goes, he said something, he was like, you got nothing to worry about, or like something like that. And it's just, it's ironic how it, things come from full circle. But, I mean, if I'm if I'm the GM of the Sixers right now, like, what, what can I get for Simmons right now? It's almost like, I almost wouldn't trade him right now because, like, I, let, let's say this about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a jump shot away from being LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. at least from a basketball ability, like, from that, like, view. Not a mindset. Like, obviously, no one's going to have the same IQ. But, like, he's a jump shot away from being I mean, LeBron. Great and now, defense, good handles, good And now he's, wor- he's worth, like, what, a bag of donuts? I was going to say a bag of potato chips. He's, yeah. He's like, probably worth a bad contract. He's worth, like, Kemba Walker, CJ McCollum, if you throw him a pick Speaking of which... Kemba Walker. Boston. Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> what are you doing? You Yo, traded Kemba. So you traded Kemba Walker and a first for Al Horford and a second. Well, okay. they used to have okay. Al Horford like two years ago. Okay, too. we're we're gonna we'll go over this first of all. I'm not saying it was a good trade by Celtics. I think it was a huge win by the Thunder. We'll like, probably talk what? about this. Dude, they're but, gonna flip Kemba for but, two firsts. But, in like a week. but. <laughs> The one reason you do this trade is all about cap space. Kemba obviously wasn't the answer. He's pretty yeah, bad. Who's going to sign in Boston? No. I mean, you're right about that, but this trade was all about cap space. Don't talk about, like, a value for value. Um, it was but, cap space. So, but you give up a first? I mean, they gave up a first for Moses Brown. Was that the right thing to do? No. I mean, the Thunder, Sam Presti's a legend. The Thunder are putting a lot of faith in this class of 28, man. Like, <laughs> to be fair, it's probably going to be a better rebuild than the Sixers. You got to watch out for like, these hard. sixth graders in the gym. I was watching them sometime. Pretty good. Well, pretty honestly, good. it's probably going to be people our age that the Sixers are drafting. I mean, younger at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Put on some muscle in there. Need a bench warmer. Hey, Sam Presti. You but, also need a jump shot, maybe some general... 
basketball, basketball abilities. Like, yeah, you know, but we'll get there. Baseball players can do anything. It's a process. Um, <laughs> Trust. But I mean, like the the NBA actually like. As much as I hated it in the regular season, I'm having fun with it right now. So props to the NBA. Well, you're having fun because your favorite team just beat us. But like, I mean, no, the NBA didn't. Even if they didn't win, like I would still be having fun. Like I would still be having fun with the NBA right now. Like I would be upset, obviously. Like I'd probably be talking about how much I hate KD right now. <laughs> and the NBA. Yeah, but like <laughs> I'm enjoying. Like props to the NBA. Like for for this, like even though it took Kyrie and, and James Harden getting hurt, like props to the NBA. Um, but I think that's pretty much it mm-hmm. as far as far as the NBA goes. There's not really much else to talk about. We could not, we'll we'll talk about this baseball this baseball stuff going on with all this pine tar and all these pitchers like Garrett Cole. Corbin Burns is terrible now, so that's fine. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> He's been walking. I've always been good. I've never said Kimbrell. Yeah, Kimbrell's I've never I have never said I've never said that Corbin Burns doesn't use pine tar. In fact I've told Evan on <laughs> multiple <laughs> occasions that he does. But like right now if I'm looking at the MLB and these pitchers are complaining about pine tar, and is it a coincidence that they say we find tar, you're getting suspended? Glass now goes out there without sticky. He admits it. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone uses. It. He comes back and he's hurt. Like the next day, and he, in his interview, he goes, "Yeah, I had to grip everything completely different way. It was completely foreign to me." And like, I think this could have something to do with me getting hurt. Like, whether that is valid or not, I think it is an interesting thing to talk about because it's kind of like, look, if a pitcher has to use tar, like we give the batters tar, the batters like batters can put pine tar on their bats to use their tool to play the game. So I think pitchers should be able to do the same. I definitely think there should be some regulation. I mean, props to Trevor Bauer for like kind of blowing the whistle and this sort of stuff, but